Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Close Room Podcast 40 for Tuesday, November 11th, 2008. The website is www.klesmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klesmerpodcast.com. My guest on this episode of the podcast is one of my favorite drummers, Aaron Alexander. I interviewed Aaron back on August 20th, 2008, while we were at Klez Canada, after trying to track him down for the last couple of years for an interview. We'll also get to hear a song that Aaron has graciously provided for me to play on the podcast today. So let's get right to it. Here's my interview with Aaron Alexander. Hi, this is Keith with the Klesmer Podcast from Klez Canada 2008. And I'm visiting with Aaron Alexander, drummer extraordinaire. Welcome to Klesmer Podcast, Aaron. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Um, I know we've seen you at Clutch Canada for many years now, and I've finally uh, had a chance to catch up with you. So uh, thanks for taking a few minutes. It's my pleasure. It's about almost feels like about time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so um, tell me about uh, how you got started doing the the closer music, or how you got started um, with uh, drums and percussion, and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, I grew up playing violin in Seattle, uh, Suzuki violin and uh, switched to drums around age 10. Still played violin till 12 and then gave it up. Got into playing rock and roll, then really into jazz. Went to school at uh, Roosevelt High School and Cornish College and um, was really into the jazz scene in Seattle. Around 23, I guess, uh, age 22, 23, I got a call from a guy named Mark Smason had a band called the Mazel Tones, and it was 1988, and um, he had a gig, he needed a drummer, so for me it was a gig with a Vietnamese modern dancer named Long Nguyen, and uh, they were doing a bunch of tunes by the Klesmorum, San Francisco Klesmorum group. Oh yeah, group. I, I saw them. And um, so that was my first introduction to Klezmer, and they liked my playing and asked me to join the group and it started out as being sort of a a gig and sort of interesting and I connected with it because I had been brought up sort of conservative in a conservative shul we kept kosher for several years and then didn't and then did and then didn't but after a couple years after my bar mitzvah I stopped going to shul so I wasn't that connected with the community and this was a way uh, for me to kind of connect with the community again so i played with the mazel tones for four years until i moved to new york and at, you know i gradually really fell in love with the music um the band itself was not strictly klezmer. We did a lot of Yiddish swing and some Russian tunes and some Sephardic tunes. And they had gone on a trip to uh, Tashkent, so we did a couple of tunes from there. But uh, it was, it, you know, in retrospect, it was a great learning experience because when I moved to New York, I had a big klezmer repertoire already under my fingers. Um, and... I was more really interested in jazz when I moved to New York and the sort of art scene, but 
it it coincided with uh, the flowering of the klezmer revival in New York and the avant klez scene, the downtown. Pretty soon, I I met Matt Dario through a friend of mine, Brad Shepik, and Matt. Um, and I I had met Frank London with the who was uh, came through Seattle with the Klezmatics. And we hooked up again at uh, the Knitting Factory, and he started a band in 19... Well, he had he had already had a band called uh, Hasidic New Wave. And when their drummer and bass player left and moved back to Israel, they invited me to join Frank London and Greg Wall. So I joined that band in 1996, and... Uh, um, I also started subbing with the Klezmatics. That actually, it was in 1995. In 96, I really started touring with them a lot when Dave Licht had babies and started staying home to stay with the kids. So that was also a big learning experience for me and, in fact, really forced me to go back and do the homework that I never did when I had first started playing, and it was just sort of a gig. And by this time, I'd really fallen for the music and was getting more and more interested in the history and the source material so I did some work in in that arena um, going to Yivo and listening to tapes of you know 78s and what was the original question <laughs> well that pretty much covered it but but you you've grown I I don't know I I, I want to tend to say you're probably the the best known of the Klezmer drummers today. Oh, um, you seem to be popping up in a lot of different places with a lot of different groups as well as your own. Why don't you mention uh, some of the other groups that you're playing with as well and then uh, talk about your group. All right. Well, I've been really fortunate uh, sometimes to be in the right place at the right time. Like, as I said, with the Klezmatics, um, uh, I played... I've probably done 20 or 30 tours with them in Europe um, and uh, some other groups uh, played in uh, Frank London's Klezmer Brass All-Stars. Uh, it's a really fun group, sort of like a village brass band thing. And then through that group, I've um, been lucky to to tour with uh, Boban Markovich Orchestra, a Balkan brass band from Serbia, a Serbian Roma gypsy band, one of the greatest. They're really fun. They called me uh, last month to play with them for a tour. They gave, they had two days notice. The drummer, his, his uh, mother got sick, and unfortunately she died on the tour, so he couldn't go, and they called me with two days and said um, can you do the tour I said well I just had a baby I don't know I need to talk to my wife and she said okay call me back in an hour <laughs> okay, but thankfully my wife let me go um, I'm also playing a lot in, in uh, New York with a great traditional klezmer band called klezmer fest with uh, greg wall and clarinet sevi zients great accordion player who's uh, litvish and from so 
you don't see him traveling much. He also has nine kids, but he's also a moil, but a really <laughs> wonderful accordion player. Jordan Hirsch, one of the top uh, leaders for Nishama Orchestra, and and uh, Brian Glassman, a great bass player, who also is a great jazz bass player. Um, so that that band has a new CD coming out sometime. It's being mastered right now. Um, I I did. I've started going to Kles Camp in the last three years, um, which has also been really fun. Um, very different than Kles Canada, but uh, but also a, a nice, really wonderful hang. So it, through through that association, I did a record with German Goldenstein, which was really um, for me one of the great a great experience, you know. Um, and then, unfortunately, he died just as we were releasing the CD. Um, and I, I've also been... The next year, we recorded with Ray Musiker. And thankfully, we released the CD, and he's still around. And then last year, we recorded uh, a CD, and I um, got to produce it uh, with Elaine Watts. And this is... Um, I'm really excited about the CD. Um, it's with uh, Mark Rubin on bass, Adrian Banner on piano, uh, Susan Watts on trumpet, um, uh, Dan Blacksburg on trombone, Ken Maltz on alto, and Mike Cohen on clarinet. And I think it's going to be a great CD. We still need to raise some funding to get it out. So if anybody out there has lots of money and wants to help Elaine Watts get a great record out... <laughs> Contact Henry Spoznik. <laughs> um, and I I just had a CD handed to me that Matt Temkins, and I noticed he has something to do with that as well. Yes, uh, it was, felt really great. Matt is an old friend, um, and he's been around here longer than I have, and I've kind of watched him grow up from being a student to being a professional, and he's really doing well in New York. So he has a new record, and he asked me to to do some production work in the studio with him and that was great he really assembled I didn't really have to do that much I kind of came in the studio and helped with some arrangements and I said you know great job guys or ah, let's do it again you know <laughs> but he really did the work on that one and uh, that's that's a really nice CD as well and um, uh, I'm also doing a um, a concert the next weekend at Ashkenaz Festival with Alex Kantorovich, who did uh, he he produced the German Goldenstein record, and he has a record called Deep Minor, a band called Deep Minor, and and we're, it's a mix of jazz and klezmer. It was a very unique mix with his. He's got a great ear uh, for harmony and and quirky melodies he's also a mathematician so he's very very bright and interesting rhythms very difficult some of them really a challenge to play and also great free playing so i i really like that band and we're gonna do a canadian premiere on september 1st labor day at the ashkenaz festival and oh here's another interesting project greg walls one of my best friends last few years he's become a rabbi orthodox rabbi so Baal Teshuvah and really 
Um, he is a, a phenomenal jazz sax player in addition to being a great Jewish music. I mean, he, he really kind of helped me get into the scene early in my career in New York and leads a wedding band. I play in his wedding band also called uh, the Simcha All-Stars. And, but he has another project called Later Prophets. We did one record on Sadiq, and we made a new record, which he co- uh, collaborated with a Toronto uh, rabbi, um, and it's doing the poetry of Rav Cook, who was chief rabbi of Israel back in like the 1930s or something. And so we're doing uh, m- music, basically improvised music, to the poetry of Rav Cook, and it's a really interesting project. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, that sounds interesting and different. Yeah, it's a different thing. Um, now, my my band Midrash Mishmash had a record that we put out in 2004, and um, I'm not doing that group so much actively now. Right now, I'm working on some some other CDs. One of which is a duet record. It's a, it's a jazz record, uh, I suppose you could say. Although it's not really it's it's spontaneous composition, drums and trombone, with the jazz legend Julian Priester, um, who also was a teacher of mine in Seattle at Cornish. Um, and I'm currently writing music for a Klezmer Balkan CD, so look for that in about a year. <laughs> Terrific. Well, that, that kind of covers the pretty broad spectrum of possibilities. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? You what don't. Else? You don't get what pigeonholed, certainly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know what else was great? It's because I have a little baby now, and I've been listening to this record that I was a, a guest on for two cuts, the Bela Schachter Gottesman record, Flee Mein Fleischling. Um, and uh, that's a really wonderful record, and I hope that people will get to know that record, because even the, especially the cuts, some of the cuts that I'm not on, and I was going to play one last night at the faculty concert, but it didn't work out, but... Um, there's a time constraint, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, uh, so that's a that's a kind of exciting record to be on. Bela's she has this great movie. There's a movie out about her life and just talking to her and her work and her poetry and her thought. She's a really amazing woman. I'd recommend that to anybody too. Terrific. Um, so how can people find out more information about you or buy your uh, CDs or um, where you're going to be appearing? Um, I, I have a website, as a matter of fact, which I will try and update once in a while, uh, aaronalexander.com, A-A-R-O-N-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R.com. And sometimes I even update a MySpace page. But um, So that's you can find me and it. Um, a lot of the records that I'm on you can find on online or in, in stores, probably more online now since I'm sort of a fringe, do the more fringe music, but um, 
And if you have trouble finding anything, email me, and I'll send you one. <laughs> Very good. Do you keep uh, some kind of an online calendar there, too, with your uh, appearances? Yes. Since you have so many groups you're, you're working with? I do. I have my public gigs online. I don't post the, the weddings yeah. and things. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I've got them all at AaronAlexander.com. I think it's slash upcoming performances. But if you go to the main website, there's a right. thing that says gigs. And then just click on that, and you'll see either the ones that are upcoming or the ones that were three months ago since I didn't redo the website. But now that I'm announcing it on this podcast, I'll try and keep it up to date. There you go. Now, now everybody's going to know about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Aaron, uh, Alexander. Thanks. Drummer extraordinaire. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast and, and uh, have a pleasant rest of your stay at Clutch Canada. Uh, it's my uh, privilege and honor to be on your podcast, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
Frank London, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was Aaron Alexander's Kossadol for the Mixed Marriage from his album Midrash Mishmash. Again, I'd like to thank Aaron Alexander for appearing on the podcast and for providing that wonderful song for us to listen to. So once again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed or have your music played on the podcast or have your album reviewed, please drop an email to keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the website is www.klezmerpodcast.com. And you can also find me on MySpace at myspace.com slash klezmerpodcast. And now you can also read my album reviews on my blog at klezmerpodcast.blogspot.com or you can click on the link from my website. I would also ask that you please take a moment and write a customer review in the iTunes Music Store for Klezmer Podcast. That helps my ratings in iTunes. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. Well, that's it for this episode of Klezmer Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay subscribed. And until next time, bye for now.